Hello, and welcome to Hugenhoff Podcast, episode 100. This is my 100th episode. That's kind of exciting. I will be doing something a little different, but before I jump into that, let me do the station news, top of the show stuff. So if you want to check out my website, please feel free to do so. That is hugenhoff.org. H-U-G-I-N-H-O-F dot org. If you want to email me, feel free to do that at hugenhoffpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I will check that email and get back to you. I've been a little bad about emails lately. I don't know why. All my emails, I've been bad about keeping up with them, but I'll jump back into that. And if you, if you've emailed me, I'll have a response to you soon. Uh, oh, if you want to check out Steve's book, please feel free to do that. You can go to amazon.com and find it there. Just search Stephen Oaks. Steve hasn't been on for a while. I apologize for that. That's my fault. It's just with the whole situation of being in lockdown everything's just a little bit weird i haven't quite adjusted to it even though it's been a while i will get him on when we both have our schedules uh in better alignment one of these days so that's something i definitely want to do in the future and one more thing before we start i got a really cool email from a listener he is releasing an album on october 2nd so it's probably already out uh, the album is called They Live in the Trees, and the band is Elder Spell, so Elder Spell. I will put a link to his Bandcamp. It's just elderspell.bandcamp.com. That said, he mentioned that if you have Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music, any of those streaming services, it should probably be there. So maybe just search for it, Elder Spell, see if you can find it there. Then you can listen to it for free, which is always nice. I think the artist gets some cut every time you listen to it. So listen to it as many times as you want. Anyway, he told me about it and let me listen to a couple tracks and I really liked it. It's like electronic synth music, but it's good. I, I was really impressed. I, I really enjoyed listening to it. I mean, I am going to buy the album just because I don't have Spotify or Apple Music or anything like that because I'm weird and cheap and what like the actual file on my computer and I'll tell you why because things always happen like Google Music decided to just like go away and replace itself with YouTube music which I don't want but I have all my music on my computer anyway that's a tangent this is actually really good I really liked it I thought it I thought it was good and I thought it was so neat that like there's this passionate creative person out there who is creating something really cool. So go check it out. Again, the link is in the show notes or just search for Elder Spell on any of those streaming services that you might have. Um, as long as it's October 2nd, you should see it. So definitely check it out. It was super cool. I was super happy to see it. So thank you to that listener and everybody else. Check it out. It, it really is cool. I liked it a lot. All right, moving on. Uh, but today... What I'm kind of going to do is just sort of do like a retrospective of the podcast, kind of, and look to like what I'll be doing in the future. And I know 100 is an arbitrary number, and it's not even that big of a number. Most of the podcasts I listen to are in the seven or eight hundreds, and you know they're doing once a week, some of them are doing twice a week, and, and I'm not. I'm doing once a month, which is not really that often for a podcast. But I feel like if I did more than once a month, I would just be more rambly and just sort of 
grasping for content. And that's, that's not something that I want to do. Some things lend themselves to... I mean, let me say it this way. There is a lot of content to go over, but I have a lot of, you know, other things that I'm doing too. So I'm, I'm not going to have all that much content if I'm doing it like once a week or even twice a week. Uh, we could do that thing where like we sit down and go through the lore, but that's kind of, I, I don't know if I want to do that once a week in a podcast form. Like, would I like to read the lore once a week on my own? Sure, of course, that's good stuff to wait, read. But I don't, I don't know if I really want to do it in like a podcast form once a week. I feel like that would get boring if you're listening to it every single week. Because a lot of those things like where Steve and I will go over some piece of the lore is, it's good, I think. It's a lot of learning and a lot of interesting stuff going on and then our discussions and whatever but I just feel like on a weekly basis that would get boring for me it would so that's not something that I want to do so I'm, I'm not going to start doing it weekly just because I don't think I have the proper content to put out like me personally not like there isn't stuff to study there is definitely enough stuff in Norse mythology that you could study it every week but the way we do the podcast I don't think that would be a good format and another thing is I just feel like I would get into that point where I'm like desperately grasping at straws trying to come up with something that's kind of interesting and then I'm not really that into it and then it just feels boring I don't want to go into that um, one of the things with the podcast I've done and not recently I made this decision a while ago but I'm glad I did is that I'm not shooting for an hour. I come up with a topic and I do the topic until I'm done. A lot of times that's not an hour. And I'm okay with that because I would rather be passionate about the thing I'm talking about for 30 minutes and put that out. I'd rather do that than like fill my hour, but half of it is stuff that I don't care about or stuff that's not important or me trying to draw out a topic longer than it should be. And I guess that's the biggest thing. I don't want to try to draw out a topic longer than it should be just to fill space because I think that it's just kind of a waste of time. You're just filling space and I don't want to, I don't want to do that. So in the future, I'm probably going to continue to have a lot of podcasts be shorter, like 20 minutes, half an hour, There'll, there'll be the hour ones there too when I get something that I want to talk about more. But the whole idea is I'm not shooting for an hour. I'm shooting for this topic. And that's going to continue in the future. That's one of the things that's continued in the future. When I first started the podcast, I was like, oh, well, I got to do an hour because you have to be consistent and all of that. Which, look, here, let's back up for a second. This is not how you should make a podcast. This is how I make a podcast. There's a lot of things I do that are wrong if you want to make a podcast. But also, like, why are you making a podcast? Is it because you have something that you want to say and share with people? Then maybe these rules are okay. Is it because you want to make money? These rules are terrible. Here's the thing about podcasting. Every successful podcast is released on schedule and on time. Also, every successful podcast is at least once a week. Sometimes it's twice a week. 
monthly podcasts are not podcasts that make money. You know, maybe there are a couple exceptions out there. And they're probably highly produced ones. That's another thing. If you want a successful podcast, it should probably be highly produced. This isn't. Um, I spend very little time editing it. I've got a system which is almost entirely automated now because that's how I do things. Um, But I'm not going in there and cutting out pauses or anything along those lines. I'm not doing heavy editing in that sense. And if you really wanted a good podcast, I, th- I think you would. You'd, you'd maybe record a two-hour podcast and then cut out an hour of the boring stuff or the not-as-good stuff, and then maybe that hour is what you release. Also, if you're trying to make money at a podcast, you do actually want to hit the same time every week because as a podcast listener, you want to know what to expect. Am I getting an hour? Am I getting half an hour? What? So if you were like trying to... And it would be different if you were asking your audience for money. I feel like you're more obligated, even if it's uh, donations or Patreon or PayPal or whatever donation system you use. Once you ask for money, I feel like it becomes almost a job and then you're obligated to deliver a certain project product Um, and maybe that is an hour every week. That's pretty reasonable. I'm going to ask you for money, but I'm going to promise that you get an hour every week of a podcast. That's not what I'm doing. That's not what I want to do. This isn't to make money for a few reasons. First of all, I don't think the product's good enough to charge for. This is really more like a conversation. You know, like I'm just talking to you, the audience. I'm I'm just having a chat. This isn't like a TV show where I put a lot of work into the production value. I don't have a script. I come in with a basic idea and talk about it, but like there's not a huge amount of work going in it in that sense. So I'm not going to charge you for that thing. The other thing, and maybe this is just me, I don't know, but I still do it. I feel weird about making money off of religion. It feels wrong to me. When you start profiting from religion, it's like it's like that, oh, how do I turn this into cash thing? It's like as soon as you start charging money for your religion, whatever your religion is, as soon as you start charging money, it just feels weird and icky to me. And then it's, it's hard to believe anything the person says anymore. Because if I'm just me and I say something about... Odin, I'm, I'm like, I, uh, he's a god of knowledge. Well, that one's pretty non-controversial. Let's say I say something about Ragnarok, like the fact that it should happen, it just has to happen at the, wrong to- at the right time. That's something I say about Ragnarok. Now, I can say that, and you can be like, okay, that's fine, whatever. Maybe he's crazy, maybe he's not. You can come to your own conclusion, and if I'm just a person talking to you like I am, that's fine. And I can have that opinion. Or I can have the, all, the opposite opinion, that Ragnarok is something that we should put off as much as we can and we should do everything we can to make Ragnarok never happen because Ragnarok's ultimately bad, so we should try to stop it. That's also fine. Um, me arguing one of those things. But as soon as I start charging money for my religion, then don't you think that my opinion is going to be swayed by the market? Like every product is. If I were to make... A notebook, just like a simple notebook that you write in with a pen. I might start with 
the perfect notebook for me, and it's a $50 notebook because it's like high-quality paper and it's got all these things. But then I see that the market's not buying $50 notebooks because that's silly. So I get a lower-quality paper so I can charge sell the notebook for $5. I have responded to the market. As a business person, that was a good decision. But when you're talking about religion, maybe I'm like, oh, you know what? The market, the people I'm charging money for, they don't like the idea that the world should end. They don't like the idea that destroying the entire world so it can be reborn is actually a good thing. Like, that's not popular in the market. People don't like impermanence. They want things to be eternal. So I'm going to change my view, and now I'm going to talk about Ragnarok being a bad thing that we should stop, and every with every fiber of our being, we should fight against Ragnarok. And furthermore, maybe if you pay me enough money, Ragnarok won't even happen. Maybe I'll start saying that, because I'm responding to the market. And from a market perspective, that's not a bad thing. That's what I should do. I should respond to the market. I shouldn't be stubborn. And I, I feel like I am. I, I'm, I feel like a lot of Austro people are fiercely independent and stubborn. Those things are not good for the market. And if I start charging money, I'm going to feel obligated to start providing a product that more people like. And then that sort of compromises who I am. Again, if I'm a business, I don't own a business and you're probably going to find out in this next statement I make. If I'm a business person and I'm selling a product, I feel like it's kind of okay to compromise my values because the product's not for me. It's for my customers. This is why I don't have a business because, you know, maybe I want to make I want to make this $50 notebook. That's the notebook that'd be perfect for me. But I'm not going to make money doing that. I'm going to make money making a $5 notebook that everybody wants. And that's what I'm going to do because that's what business people do and that's what they should do. That's how you make money. That's how you get all these technological advances. That's just how the free market works. You compromise. You compromise. You compromise. Saying you compromise your morals is probably me being a little mean-spirited. But you do compromise. You have your... No matter how passionate the product is... You have your passion project, and then you get market feedback, and then you compromise. Now, maybe you say to yourself, you know what? These people are actually right. I should change my product for them. And you tell yourself that you, the product is better now. You know, and, and you can even say, well, obviously the product is better now because more people are buying it, so it must be better. And that's fine. That's how businesses work. There's nothing wrong with that. But when it comes to religion, you shouldn't be... You shouldn't be changing your views because of what other people say or market pressures. And I feel like there always has to be some pressure to do that if you're charging people for this religious service that you're offering. And this isn't exactly a religious service. It's not like I'm doing bloat for everybody out there. But it is me talking about religion. And if I'm charging you to talk about religion, I feel like I'm going to be pressured to change some of my beliefs to make everybody happy so I get more money. That's another reason that I'm not going to charge money. So if you were ever like, oh, maybe you'll have a donation page. No, I don't. I don't have a donate button on my website. On my website where I 
like make D&D campaigns and Java apps and like silly stuff, frothnir.com, F-R-O-T-H-N-I-R.com, in case you want to check it out. But on that side, I do have a donation page. Why do I have a donation page there? Because if people want to pay me for a D&D campaign or a piece of software that I made or a game that I made, I might be obligated to make more campaigns like the ones they bought. And that's fine. I'm willing to compromise on D&D campaigns. You know, fine, whatever. If everybody likes liches, I'll put more liches in. And, and that's, that's fine. Or, or software. If people like this type of game, I'll make more of this type of game. If people like this type of hero, I'll make more of this type of pe- hero. Now, I'm not going to completely compromise who I am and start making a FIFA game or something. But if, if I want to make some slight changes because of market pressure, where I have more funny characters or, or more serious characters, maybe, I don't have a problem with that. That's me responding to the market and... I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to change my ideas, I guess, in that sense of like which character should be in the campaign and which character should not. That doesn't bother me. But when it comes to religion, it does. I just, I don't want to take people's money because then I feel like I'm obligated to respond to market pressures and change my view of religion. And I'm not willing to do that. For another thing... It just seems wrong to be like, oh, I see that you don't have spiritual fulfillment. Let me charge you for that. I can give you some. I don't know. That seems shady. I don't like, I, I feel like there's a lot of problems with religion being mixed with money and power. I mean, the Dark Ages, the Crusades, the Spanish Inquisition... Those are all examples of religion being mixed with money and power, and they didn't go so well. Anyway, maybe this is a weird me thing, but I'm not going to change it, so it's going to continue being real a weird me thing. So in case anybody was ever curious, like, is there ever going to be a paid tier or a Patreon or even a way to donate to this podcast? No, there's not. And you might be saying like, oh, well, you advertise those books. If I buy books from you or Steve, is that supporting the podcast? No, it's not. It it is 100% not supporting the podcast. We tell you about those because they're just projects that we happen to do, and we want you to be aware. If you love this podcast, like if that's a thing, you love this podcast, if you buy all of our books, that's not going to make the podcast come out more or less often. It's a completely separate thing. Now, will it make... If you buy one of Steve's books, will it make him write another one in a similar vein? Yeah, probably. If you buy one of my books, will that make me write another book? Yeah, probably. If I made like $200 off of my book, which I didn't, but if I did, I would have wrote another book. So yes, giving me money there, I'm willing to do. And if I had written two books and one was better than the other, I would take elements from the better-selling book and incorporate those into a third book. But I'm not going to do that with the podcast. I'm not going to ask for money. And there's really there's really not a way to make money, to give me money off of this. And I, I kind of want to keep it that way 
for the reasons that I've mentioned. And also because I don't think this podcast is really worth money. Um, it's just because, I don't know, there's so many like really high quality entertainments that people have put a lot of work and stuff into that are maybe worth money, where maybe this isn't. Um, I do this because I would like people to learn more about Ossetru. Um Like if somebody works, if somebody learns something about Ossetru or if somebody thinks something that they hadn't thought before about the gods in general, then this is a success. That's what I'm going for. So moving forward, I'm probably going to be doing the same thing. I don't think there's going to be a lot of like huge changes. Um, I'm definitely going to stick with the monthly schedule just because, you know, I've got other things in life that are going on with work and kids. I mean, kids are going to be my main focus for, for a few years. I feel like that's obvious. Um, so I'm not going to take on any like big changes with the podcast to have like more podcast or anything like that. Um, it's, it's pretty much going to stay the same. Uh, so all of that said, um, I guess I had fun, or I mean, I'm having fun doing the podcast. I've done like a hundred episodes and it's nice because I've come up with a lot of interesting things to talk about and I've got a lot of feedback from the audience, uh, that I thought was really good. I like it when people bring up things that maybe I haven't thought about and that's happened, uh, so it's always nice to get like other perspectives and other feedback and also just uh, like like in general you know if anybody else out there wants to start a podcast I'd suggest it because when you start talking about things and you're sort of forced to think about them which has been really useful for me there's a lot of things that I didn't really think about until I said them out loud. And like when I have Steve on, it's a really obvious one because like I will say something and he'll actually be like, I, do, I don't agree with that. Like, why do you think that? And then I'm forced to really think like, why do I think that? Why is it that I think the way that I do? Am I right? Am I wrong? And if I am right, I feel more justified in what I believe. I've thought about it deeper, and it's a good thing. And if I'm wrong, then I was wrong, and I don't want to just be wrong. So then I have a better understanding of the world after I've been challenged and realized that I was wrong. But even when I'm just doing it on my own, just the act of saying it out loud and trying to explain it to somebody else um, helps you understand it better. And if you don't want to put out a podcast, like you wouldn't even have to. Just explaining something out loud, I feel like, could be really beneficial for you understanding it. It's that idea, like, if you can do a thing, then you understand the thing 80%. But if you can teach someone else how to do the thing, then you understand the thing 90%. I'm making up numbers. There is definitely a sign. Uh, but it's true. If you're able to explain a thing that deepens your understanding of the thing. So that's something that I really liked with the podcast in general, just like coming up with these these different topics and and thinking about them and using them as a jumping off point to think about other stuff and stuff like that. Uh, this kind of been fun with the Inspiring the Rune series, which I'm not done with yet. That's probably what I'm going to do for the next few episodes. It's kind of... Uh, 
fun to use that as like a jumping off point. It, it helps me stay familiar and become more familiar with the runes. But then also it's like a jumping off point of like, um, these are like real world, real life things. And this is uh, this is how they relate to the runes. And, and also I think that the runes are a good way to understand the world around you. So it's the inspired by the runes is like, how does the real world reflect these runes? And I think that's been useful. I've enjoyed that too. So there's that. Um, and of course, it's it's really been fun to read the lore with Steve just because like it's good to have somebody else give another perspective. I've enjoyed that an awful lot. So like I've come across a lot of good things and the like however long I've been doing this. It's been a while. I don't actually know how long it is, but it's been a while that I've been doing the podcast. It's only 100 episodes, but if you think about it, that's like, since I'm only monthly, that's like at least 100 months. Um, so that's some number of years. I can't do math. That's what computers are for. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's been around for a while, uh, and I think that I've kind of learned a lot of different things from the podcast, which is good. It's very easy... With anything, really, but especially religion. I feel like especially religion, that after you've been a religion for X number of years, like I've been Austria for well over 10 years, probably. Um, well, yeah, definitely over 10 years. It's easy to just kind of like take things for granted and be like, hey, I know the gods exist, whatever. Um, but it's, it's, it's important, I think, it's important to like once in a while sit down and be like, well, yeah, I know the gods exist, but let me think about that a little more. Let me think why. Let me think what is my relationship to the gods, because that's a hugely important question, which is very easy to forget about. It's like, yeah, the gods exist, but what is my relation to them? How do I deal with them on a daily basis? Um, and the podcast kind of like forces you to an extent to uh, introspectively look at yourself that way once a month which has been really helpful and really useful because it's just so easy to get caught up with life and all the crazy stuff that's going on that you forget to do stuff like that sort of the same reason you do bloat really um i do bloat monthly and i i really like it and then we haven't the last couple bloats we haven't done it like with everybody because of coronavirus and all of that craziness, and I have kids, so I'm usually sick, and I'm like, oh, I really don't want to spread sickness at this point in time, in this current, like, uh, climate, um, but I really like bloat, because it reminds you to, like, think about the gods, and your connection with them, and just those more esoteric parts of the world, which I think is really important to do. Cause again, it's just, I feel like I've said this a million times and I probably say it all the time cause it's something I see happening and I see me doing it. Then I, I catch myself and I'm like, Oh, I've been doing that for a while. I need to be a little more careful, but it's so easy to just like survive and like go about your daily routine and you're so busy and there's so many things to do that you end up not thinking about anything that actually matters. He's like, you spent the whole day thinking about how you're going to get the dishes done and what you're making for dinner. And that can kind of be exciting, the what you're making for dinner part, but that's a different passion of mine. 
but you spend the whole day thinking about how you're going to get the, both the laundry and the dishes done and the kids to bed. And by the time you're done with everything, you're like, I haven't done anything. Like, I've done things that needed done, but I haven't done anything, like, for my spiritual well-being. And that's no good. Like, we're only here, like, on this earth for, what, 80 years. But then there's, like... All of that time afterwards, when you go on to the next life or whatever, that's that's really important. It, it's something Dan always said is we make eight hours a day to make another person's life better. Talking about work here. Why can't we take one hour a day to make our own lives better? And I think that's a really good thing to think about and and, and to say like, why can't we take an hour out of our day to meditate and think about the gods? Because that's going to, I mean, okay, so the afterlife thing aside, which it is a big part of it. I shouldn't even put it aside. That's a big part of it. But, but even that aside, you've got the idea of, of your connection with the gods, your connections with the earth, your connection with yourself, your connection with your family. All of those things, I think, are strengthened through meditation and contemplation. So why is it so hard to just take an hour a day? Like, what am I losing if I take an hour a day? I don't get to play Dark Souls tonight. But you know, the thing is, sometimes Dark Souls win. And I'm like, well, yeah, I should be spiritually fulfilled. But also, I need a dragon scale to level up my... Moonlight greatsword. And it's like sometimes the trivial wins. And I wish the trivial won less often in my life, but that's not true. Um, there's a lot of times that I don't meditate, and I should. So, you know, it's it's hard to make time for these things that are actually really important to you. It's it's just difficult. It's less hard for me to make time for bloat because I really like bloat and I really like seeing my friends and stuff like that. But again, with the whole coronavirus and I don't see my friends, it's become harder again um, just because every night is busy. And that's just kind of how life is. Every night is busy. Every night will always be busy. So you just have to force yourself to take some time out for yourself you know, to do some meditating. While we're on the topic, maybe to do some exercise, too. I have been getting better about that one. Um, but that's, like, important, too, like, to, to make time to make your, to take time to make your life better. Anyway, in a weird round, roundabout rambly way, I was saying that the podcast forces me, at least once a month, to kind of think about the things that I'm doing with my life or to think about more also true related things because I have to have something to talk about. Even if it's just sitting down with the runes, you know, when I do it inspired by the runes earlier in the day, I think about that rune. And then I do the podcast, and then I think about that rune some more. And that's good. That's like a really healthy, helpful thing to me. So this podcast has done a lot of nice things for me and made things better for me. I hope it's done something good for you guys, too. I hope that, like, you get something out of this. What I... What I really hope, what would make me the most happy, I guess you'd say, is when you hear the podcast, you think about the gods, and you think about us, true, and you think about how all of those things affect your daily life. Because ultimately, my goal for myself and for everybody else is just to think about things more and to be more 
introspective and more curious about how the world works, the physical world and the spiritual world. So hopefully I've done that for for a few people out there, at least a little bit. Anyway, I've I've enjoyed it. I'm going to keep doing the podcast um, for the foreseeable future. So everybody out there who has been listening, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. And keep listening, I guess. So I will say... If anybody wants to check out my website, feel free to do so. That is hugenhoff.org, H-E-G-I-N-H-O-F.org. Subscribe for the RSS while you're there so you don't miss a podcast. It is monthly. It's easy to miss, but if you just put in your RSS, it'll show up in your podcast player of choice every month. So, again, thank you everyone for listening. Fra hell.